You know, I was going to do a whole bit parodying the opening Optimus Prime speech, but you know, before we started recording, I just saw Pointless Hub's video on Transformers and he did that. So we're not going to do that. Like, I mean, I already had the thing written out and everything. And then I saw it and I was like, well, can't do that. So you, you guys just get this. Ye fucking haw. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. I am your host, Max Steele. And as always, I'm joined by the Optimus to my prime. The Megan Fox to my Shia LaBeouf, and the dated racial stereotypes to my still admittedly pretty awesome action scenes. It's Michael Flaherty, everyone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is this is what we're going for. <laughs> the Megan Fox of the same went wiki. The Optimus to the Prime. I'm like, great, great. And then we go the racial stereotypes to my admittedly all right action scenes. I'm like, hey, all right, all right. We don't need to sit there and start I mean, firing out, off out of, shots two, at one another. Two out of three ain't bad. I mean, dude, sorry I want to start firing off shots. I mean, we just watched Transformers. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That is true. After watching Transformers, <laughs> firing shots at one another is just, is like, that's like, that's that's, that's the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know the Transformer, the 2007 Transformers movie, you've been living under a rock. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. If you don't know the plot of this movie, robots come down from space and they fight. And they fight over this magical fucking GameCube. And there are some glasses involved and a whole bunch of other characters that we'll get into later in the, in the review. But before we get there, I want to say for me, the Transformers, okay? I grew up watching Transformers. I watched the Cybertron series and, you know, a couple of the other series here and there. Never caught Beast Wars, but like, eh. And I cried when, spoiler alert, Optimus Prime dies in the 1986 movie. I had the toys. I unironically wore a trucker hat with an Autobots logo out to the bars while I was in college to try to pick up girls. And it didn't work. But we're talking about the 2007 Michael Bay Transformers movie. And for me, it brings a series of mixed emotions. Mike, what are your thoughts? All right. See, this is this is where we this is where we get to flip the script. This is where I step in and be the sort of neutral voice of of reason and even tempered feelings, because I watched, I think, two or three episodes of Transformers enough to where I knew the I, I knew the fucking theme song where it's Transformers more that meets the eye or whatever. And mm-hmm. I largely went into the Transformers movie ice cold. I knew who Bumblebee mm-hmm. was. I knew who Optimus Prime was. That was the ex- and I knew who Megatron was. Mm-hmm. That was the extent of it. That was the extent of it. I knew no more. And I walked out of that and even my my young, I think, 10, 10 or 9-year-old self went, I think I may have been better off not knowing about this. <laughs> but, but hey, there was a lot of cool moments. Cool moments that made me sit there and think to myself, oh man, Lincoln Park's a cool cool like band or oh my god i should i should consider joining the military once i'm old enough like just you know several fun little things in the transformers movie would love to just just toss in there i mean you know the u.s department of defense actually did provide their support towards the film's proje- uh, production so Hell yeah they did i Hell mean yeah, they did. It, it, it kind of makes sense, you know, with all the yay military hoorah stuff. And they actually had soldiers as extras. 
just you know authenticate the experience a little bit more it's so just you're not wrong there <laughs> Dude, it is the dude. This whole movie is just really—it's doing the same thing that like Top Gun did, that like a like GI Joe Retaliation did, where it just went. The military is cool. Like it feels like from like from Top Gun. Once once they realized the military realized they could like totally propaganda themselves into the ground with Top Gun. They just took it and ran with it. And it seems that like the late 2000s, early 2010s was their freaking heyday because they were like, you know what? This this whole this whole second Iraq Gulf War thing is really doing us ba- bad numbers. Let's bring let's bring let's bring a uh, snake eyes and freaking uh, Optimus Prime into the mix. He they could boost RPR like nuts. Now, getting back to Transformers. Again, I have mixed emotions about this movie because on one hand, we have the Michael Bay stereotypes of of hot girls and explosions and just hyper saturated filmmaking. But on the other hand, you like you cannot watch this movie and tell me that like the action scenes are not entertaining. Like this, this is a prime example, no pun intended. Of a nice mixture of practical and CGI big budget filmmaking. Like you see these explosions, you see the cars breaking down on a highway as a Transformers like fucking sideswiping them. And like it looks, it visually looks really cool because they blended mm-hmm. that practical elements of the car exploding and then CGI put in the Transformers and like the absolute care that went into designing these robots, even though at certain times we do get an unvalley effect, an uncanny valley effect with the faces. And yeah, mm-hmm. all the Decepticons kind of do look the same, but like Racist. looking at all of, shut up, <laughs> looking, look at all the, looking at all of the individual parts of that. Each transformer has that like had to painstakingly get modeled, designed and animated to where it flows from being a car to a robot person like each part like i learned this from corridor digital each individual part of that the transformer had to fit somewhere on the car so it's just that level of care that went into designing these transformers that like you have to give them credit for that like i don't care what you have to you can hate this movie but you have to give credit where credit's due yeah all right now okay cool i agree with that i do i do agree with a large portion of that see the the CG, the mix of CGI and practical effects make for some ma- some really really impressive action sequences. There is not you like I, again. I deeply deeply dislike Michael Bay. I deeply mm-hmm. dislike Michael Bay movies. I find them to be. I and this is this is probably the most film nerdy. I hope it isn't, but this probably is the most film nerdy take. But like Michael Bay movies give me rage because like. <laughs> This is the most Hollywood doing cocaine on a speedboat with supermodels and just going, who cares? Just throw it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like more lens flares and all of that. That being said, I have to give credit where credit's due to Michael Bay because the dude knows how to make a goddamn action sequence and make mm-hmm. it the most like fist pumping. Hell yeah, this is great thing. Because I do agree. The 
the action sequences, the blending of the practical effects and the CGI and the looks of the Transformers themselves is so damn impressive. Like mm. these, like I shit you like a big problem I have with a lot of CGI is that it looks dated so fast in 2007. Mm. That's, that's already prime prime looking bad territory. It really mm. is. It still looks damn good. Mm-hmm. Like they like, did a great it, it, job of towing the line. It's really good. It looks it looks so sharp too. Like and everything kind of blends together really nicely. And listen, I didn't really want to t- like. Well, obviously we have we'd have to touch on Michael Bay, but like I, I'm of the mentality. What can I say that hasn't already been said about Michael true. Bay? Like I think what me that and Mike said true. is like about the nicest thing. Like the internet film community has like ever said about Michael Bay. Apart that from his, yeah, Bad Boys was fun and Armageddon was a movie and everything yeah. else was just kind of, eh. Yeah, exactly. Like, he literally, like, Bad Boys is cool. I like Bad Boys. But, like, the rest of it, I just have to stop and just go, please, please make something that doesn't have lens flares, explosions, and, and hot women. I just, it's something, please. I just need some substance. It's like I'm getting, it's like, it's like a buffet, but all of the buffet items are sweets. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're like, it, the first 10 minutes, you're like, this is awesome. You're like, I'm loving this. This is great. But about two hours in, you do have to turn to someone and just go, can I please have something that's nutritional? Please, I beg of you. Something that isn't sugar. Because that's all this movie is. It's just two and a half hours of just sugar. Yeah, and this is also this is a long movie too. I forgot how how long this was. And I sat Dude, down and was like, I hate it. Okay, here we go. Dude, I literally sat there. It got to a point where they were it's it, I forget what point it was, but there was some point around around uh, uh, around the movie where they're all like just sort of gazing off into the sunset standing on this big hill talking and then, like, there's even, like, a, a musical lead-in to a fade to black, and then mm. it fades into another scene, and I literally put my head in my hands, and I went, how? <laughs> Michael, Michael, come on. Let's level with me, buddy. Why are we doing this for longer? Yeah, and, like, all of the other stuff with this movie, apart from the action, and you know what? I'm going to give the movie credit where, like, you know, the Shia LaBeouf and Bumblebee like su- subplot of things going on. It's like about the best characters, like apart from the actual like transformers that we have in this movie, like the most relatable thing, like every guy or girl can s- relate to like the relationship that they have with their car. And this car just so happens to be a transformer, especially that first car, but everything yeah. else in this movie it's with, the government subplot, the quote-unquote comedy, the military advertisement, the fucking parents. It's not good. It's so it's bad. Really it's not. so bad. It's the, I do agree with I do agree with you on the Bumblebee and Shia LaBeouf like relationship because yeah, exactly. It's that everyone remembers their first car. Everyone remembers like borderline uh what what's the fucking thing where it's just personalizing personalizing their car and making it just be like oh yeah i even naming your car like that's a super mm-hmm. common thing everyone has a relationship with their car 
And now it's just like, and then the movie just takes it one or two steps further and just gives the car a voice. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's super cool, interesting, and fun. Literally, every other human being in the movie might as well have just been cardboard cutouts. Mm-hmm. They might as well have just been cardboard cutouts with voice boxes because they are so unemotive, so uninteresting, and like they even have some cool people. Like Anthony freaking Jackson from Black Blackish is in this. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's, and he's, I know that dude knows how to act. And like, I'm watching him in this and I'm like, oh, for God's sakes. Like, yeah, there's so many of those moments. So, Mike, I want to get to the important question that we have on this podcast. Ooh, if this movie were a drink, what would it be and why? Okay. All right. The nostalgia glasses are on fairly tight for this movie were on very tight for this movie. But unfortunately, as with many of the movies I watched as a kid um, on this podcast, the nostalgia glasses were ripped off of my head and smashed on the ground after mm-hmm. watching this. There are some there are some moments that add some really interesting sort of punch to it. But mm-hmm. as a whole, I really find it to be sort of this sort of flat toned, flat, sing, si- single tone movie. Like it's got one gimmick and that's explosions and guns. It's got extra stuff sprinkled in, but I there isn't really a whole lot to say. So what is the base of this movie? This movie is American as hell. It's pro military. It is got it's it's just as basic as it can be, but it isn't it isn't interesting, refreshing and badass. So we're going to crack open a Miller Lite and I want you to Mm. put it on your porch in nice old hot June. Let it sit for a good Mm -hmm. hour. Mm -hmm. Bring it back inside. You got yourself a flat, warm Miller Lite. Pour that into your glass. Now, this movie is a Michael Bay movie, and Michael Bay movies have explosions, lens flares, and energy. Like it or not, energy. So, we got to match that energy in some fashion. So, I want you to take about, I want you to fill up, fill up about five or six ounces of monster energy. Mm. And now we have... One, we have we have an interesting sort of switch up with adding someone like Megan Fox into this movie. Like I even remember when this movie came out, there was a lot of people giving shit to Megan Fox, being like, "Oh, the only reason she's in here is because she's attractive." And I gotta say, after watching this, yeah, yeah, it's it's. I don't I don't like to be mean. Like I know Meg, like Megan Fox was in Jennifer's Body, which if you have not, which if you have not seen. You should absolutely see it. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. But for this movie, like you, she could be replaced with just about any any person. There is nothing that she brings forward that is truly different, but she does change the pace and and really kind of, is kind of a weird addition in my brain. Mm-hmm. So we're going to throw in a splash of pink Moscato. Finally, I really, the movie has a lot of sort of 
awkward points, sort of weird relationships with the other human beings. And a feature from John Voigt that really sort of is like, is almost in my brain, a harbinger <laughs> for a bad movie now. So we got, I got to find something that sounds gross is very specific in terms of flavor and, and acting style. So we're going to pick cold brew Jägermeister. Mm. And I want you to pour a shot of that into the drink. It's, it's it's completely different from everything we've set up so far. It's got a really distinct flavor profile. And I don't know. To me, that sounds like a bad time waiting to happen. So pour that in. Now, you have this all mixed up and you have it in your glass. But as you're drinking it, I need you to go into your go into your 4th of July box of things. Grab out three sparklers. Light them, drop them into your drink, facing upwards. You want it to sparkle. I want you to blast God Bless America as loud as you possibly can and put on the music video to What I've Done by Linkin Park on mute. And I want you to drink and enjoy it. Sit down. You can't You can't chug it. You cannot chug it. You have to sit and sip. That is my drink. I mean, it almost feels like going against the purpose of the drink if you can't if you can't chug it you know it's like it's it, it exactly feels like, it feels like this drink should be able to be like chuggable you know what i mean the the yeah and this movie feels like it should be fast but it's two and a half hours <laughs> i like that i really do that, that's amazing um we share we share some similar some similar ingredients actually and oh. some similar ideas but i did want to mention you mentioned john voigt this, this movie came out the same year as the Bratz movie did. So, you God know. Damn it. This, John Boyd had it made. <laughs> John Boyd, what? Dude, he was in Deliverance and he was magnificent in Deliverance. Like, what the hell did he do? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and, you know, and lastly, you mentioned Jaeger. And I was actually about to use Jaeger in my drink to represent the military. But I ended up switching it out for something that I felt was a little bit more. I felt that it was a little bit more apt to represent the military. So, okay. okay. So, you know, I like I like it. I like the use. I like the use of Miller High Life. I need to start introducing more beer into my cocktails that I come up with. But it's just I don't know. I have I feel like I have a difficult time coming up with how can I make this into a beer cocktail. But, you know, good, absolutely. Good job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. For me, I'm going to go through the – I know I normally introduce all the elements at the beginning and then go through. For Like, you know, I'm going to do it a little differently. I'll go through the elements as I go through my drink, and you'll see where I'm coming from. So we have our action and our VFX. And again, like I said earlier, you cannot watch me – you cannot watch this movie and tell me the VFX were bad. Like, that's just – like, watch the city battle and tell me that doesn't, like, entertain that, like, caveman unga boonga part of your brain. So for the action and the VFX, it's an action movie. So I'm going to say a whiskey, a, a good whiskey at that, like, but, but a simple one too. I'm going to go with a Jack Daniels single barrel whiskey. Let's do two shots of that. Next, for the, for the much as, for as much flack that Shia LaBeouf gets, like I mentioned, the, the relationship between, between him and Bumblebee is kind of like our anchor of the film. Like, I didn't hate it. Like, it's very memeable. But like I said, out of all the characters, I like them the best. It's very American, you know, an American man and his American car. And, you know, when I think America, one of the things I think of 
is apple juice. So let's throw in two shots of apple juice as well. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, you know, a sipping Applejack. But no, 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 come here. Come here. Get, get really close right now. You and I both know that's not this movie. Like, that's just like the good parts of this movie. So with the objectively bad comedy, hot girls, the Lincoln Park, the racial stereotypes, and just the overall Call of Duty middle school boy stuff thrown in, you know you got to go get some monster energy. Mike, I am with you. Mm-hmm. Let's toss Absolutely. in some straightforward monster energy. Come on, you and I, you guys, you guys know it fits. So fill up your glass with that. We need like a couple of like, we're almost there. We're so close to being there. But we still have like the military and the government subplots. What are we, we going to do about those? Now for the military, it's there. It's a sponsorship. There's no getting around that. It's basic, but it needs to be there. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to mix together some lime juice and some Keystone Light. Just mix that shit together and just squeeze a good chunk of that in. Like whatever you think is a good mixture of lime juice and Keystone, that's what it is. We got our government subplot. The John Voights and the hacker subplot, I guess, that's just promptly forgot about once the city battle begins. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go get some Jack Daniels coffee grounds. Yes, that's real. Make yourself a cup of coffee, pour a shot in, and have that just kind of ruin your fucking drink. Like, trust me, it's bad. I bought some. I tried it. It was not good. In fact, it was actually very disgusting and smelled awful. So if you want your Transformers drink to have the faint taste of, like, burnt rubber, Add those cough, add in that coffee. And you know what? That's my drink. That's it. Wow. Okay. All right. Couple things. One, how did you find Jack Daniels coffee? That. So I was in Walmart one day and just walking down like the Valentine's Day aisle. And I saw that like on the bottom aisle that I guess someone left. And I was like, all right, I'm getting this. I need need to give it a shot. The Valentine's Day aisle. You're like, yeah, I gotta get some roses, a little bit of chocolate. And what's this? C- coffee grounds by Jack Daniels. Well, I that's just a perfect February 14th. If I've ever seen one, you pick it up. Like, but that being said, that being said, I do love the inclusion of two kinds of Jack Daniels. One that's like actually pr- sounds sounds pretty decent, mm-hmm. but in all seriousness, it's kind of it's it's not it, it it's not the it's only thing to be there. It's a little on the basic mm-hmm. side, and then the inclusion of apple juice, Monster Energy, and to, to top it all off a little bit of that coffee. That just sounds gross, and it sounds like you, it gets your heart pumping for all mm-hmm. the wrong reasons. Like, mm-hmm. like you just need to wa- you just need to like get up and run around your house for like. For like just a solid like 20 minutes just to get all that energy out this is the this is the movie version of the zoomies that your cat gets exactly literally <laughs> literally it's that that cocktail is human zoomies all right guys well you know let's just let's get right in to talking about the 2007 transformers So I'm going to skip over the 
opening fucking exposition that we get by Optimus Prime because basically all you need to know is a giant fucking GameCube crash lands onto Earth. Next, we cut to a desert in Qatar. Military helicopters fly and we see like this gaggle of military guys. They have exposition. One of them is Hispanic that speaks Spanish and the other guys make fun of them. Also, Josh Duhamel's here. Remember him? Remember him from New of Year's course, Eve? Jo- of course, Josh Duhamel. I, I saw, again, again, another harbinger, Josh Duhamel. Josh Duhamel's done a couple things that you're like, oh, nice. And then he just he just shows up in every other crap, crap movie. And I was just like, one, love that they also start dunking on the Spanish guy. Really feels like it sets a tone for, essentially, I think as you best put it, okay. Fucking cod lobby of like <laughs> of writers, essentially. It's just worst. But you know, we can't forget about Tyrese Gibson. You know, oh, he's God. here. He's here as well. In between in between recording for Fast and Furious, Tyrese Gibson just just rolled up on set. <laughs> so uh we land on the military base. And it's just, it's a Bay movie. We get shots of a bunch of military guys being bros, like playing basketball and showering together. And also there, uh, Josh Duhamel has befriended uh, a small child that's here just yeah. to help out and give him water for some reason. There's a, there's a random Qatari child just comes into frame and goes, would you like water, Mr. Duhamel? And he goes, thanks, child. And he just <laughs> grabs it. And I'm just like. Who's this kid? Who? Why is he here? <laughs> and we get a little bit like with Josh Duhamel, like he's got a wife and kid at home, and that's all we need to know about his backstory. But yep, that's, that's it. Because, <laughs> you know, that's not important because something's not right. We get an, an unidentified flying object. It's a helicopter, and, you know, they, the military calls out to it, tries to radio it, but they get nothing. So they send a jet out to take a look, but the helicopter that's flying to the base, like, we find it like, oh, that helicopter was actually shot down three months ago. That's that's, that's a little weird. So they bring the ba- so they bring the helicopter over to the base, and it's night now. The helicopter it's lands. The ra- I love that. I love that shift tonight. As if helicopters so move as, as slow as snails. Helicopters, like they're just they're like they're like it's going to take a minute for it to get there. Also, a couple things. One one of my favorite things about. Michael Bay movies that I feel like not a lot of people will mention and that's no fault to them but it's just the fact that Michael Bay has a huge love of using a few big words in a specific profession and just beating them into the ground mm-hmm. and the military is no exception literally some of the military callouts are just are just parsec one three alpha delta what is your par what is, what is your what is your click status over and it's just I'm like come on i'm like come the fuck on it's like that movie it's like that movie science dialogue you just use big words and you know hoping it just masks the idea of you know what you're talking about yeah literally fucking literally anyways continue it's night so it's night now and all the military guys are like pointing their guns at this helicopter the computers are all acting up then that stops and the helicopter starts transforming into a robot and only then does the military start shooting and, you know, it's an action scene. This Decepticon just starts attacking this military base and everyone starts running. And I guess the military is just not prepared for a Transformers attack. Thanks, Biden. Yeah. The, Decepticon- <laughs> the libs have ruined the military budget. Now the Decepticon attacks us. We're in trouble. 
<laughs> so this Decepticon not only attacks us, but hacks our computer system and starts downloading all the files that he literally could have just gotten straight off of WikiLeaks. Dude, or 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 if we want to do a modern thing or a modern reference, a Minecraft Discord server. Dude, there you go. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> just, just, just. He could have just, he could just, he could have just used Minecraft and gotten all those illegal documents. All he had to be was a gamer. And that's <laughs> it. Exactly, exactly. It's you log into either War Thunder or Minecraft, and you could just get all these documents. So, meanwhile, Josh Duhamel is just running between tanks and getting that child we saw earlier, and like he reunites with his squad. But this Decepticon corners Tyrese Gibson's about to shoot him, but then just like fucking does nothing. Then the the Hispanic guy from earlier fucking noob tubes him like it's early days cod. And then Transformers unleash on Rust. Bam. Listen, this was if this was one v one Rust. Uh, something tells me the humans would have this under control. <laughs> exactly. It'd just be doing three sixty no scopes all around. But then this Decepticon unleashes a like fucking giant space robot scorpion that drills into the ground. And then we cut to a high school. It's a very natural transition. We get Shia LaBeouf in class presenting a family genealogy report. And we get more exposition about his granddad, who was one of the first people to explore the Arctic Circle. And we get the whole phrase, no sacrifice, no victory. But then Shia LaBeouf, he says some suggestive words about sex and then is trying to sell his granddad's stuff. And the teacher's like, yo, this isn't an auction. So Shia LaBeouf's like, oh, sorry, trying to get money for my car. So then the bell rings and then Shia LaBeouf stays back with his teacher and the teacher's like, oh, yeah, you know, that was about a B minus. Then Shia LaBeouf gives his whole version of like an I have a dream speech that he, he like he needs this A so his dad can buy him a car and then asks the teacher, you know, I have two thousand dollars and I need three A's. I got the two thousand. I got the two A's. Like, just please ask yourself this question. What would Jesus do? I love that. I love that. I love he I love he does the high schooler thing where it's he's backed into a corner. So he goes. How would Jesus feel about this? <laughs> as like the last, as a hail mary, and I, and I guess this movie takes place in Salt Lake City, Utah, because you know the teacher just fucking gives him an A minus, <laughs> and, and and it works. That's that's the thing is like that's the crazy thing. Like it, that shit never works. How the hell? How the hell does he do that? So he goes out to his dad and is sitting in his car. And he's like, look, I got it. Can we go get me a car? So his dad trolls him by driving by a Porsche dealership, but then goes to a used car dealership. You know, as he should, everyone's first car needs to be a Hell pile yeah. of shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when they get to this used car lot, by the way, Bernie Mac is in this movie. R.I.P. Hell yeah, he is. Hell, R.I.P. Bernie Mac. Good to see him. <laughs> so he's playing this like this used car salesman. And he, you know, does some comedy and like tries to spout wisdoms like a driver. Don't pick the car cars pick the driver and also his mom gives him the finger and he has a petting zoo also i gotta say i gotta say a couple things yeah he's got a fucking ostrich he just has an ostrich just around like and you don't it's there it's chilling i know i know the laws the laws up here in chicago are a little more strict no the the crazy thing is like he's sitting there my favorite thing is going through the parking lot he just goes oh yeah look at all these cool cars and like Shia LaBeouf is sitting there thinking to himself, man, these cars are a pile of shit. And it's all cars from like the 60s and 70s, which like I'm sure at that time. Yeah, 100 percent pieces of shit. But like, 
dude, now I'm sitting there going thinking to myself, like, damn, I would I'd kill someone if I had that car. <laughs> like dude, the, that's and I mean he's so getting cool. a, he's getting a steal for him too, like four thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, literally. So one car that pulls up is actually Bumblebee. It looks like, you know, a beat up like 1970s Camaro. And Bernie Mac is like, yo, I've never seen this car before. They ask for an offer, you know. These, uh, Bernie Max is five grand, like, nope, not going over four. Um, but then Bumblebee starts causing like a little bit of trouble. And like he causes somehow all of the cars in the lot to break their windows. And apparently yeah. Bernie, Bernie Mac has apparently seen our podcast and is like, nope, I don't want this shit. You can have it for $4,000. Just take that. it. Just get it out of here. I love that. Bernie Mac just sits there and just flips. Out. He goes, he sees this thing just break all the windows in the car. And he goes, cool, get it out. 4000 Cool, it's yours. Get it out. Go away. I don't want it near me. Love it. But, you know, getting away from Shia LaBeouf, we need to talk about our government for a second because we go to Washington, oh, D.C. with John Voigt playing the Secretary of Defense that goes into some – I don't fucking know what it is, like a college class or some young people's association of computer science and starts telling these young people about an attack on a military network, spouts exposition, plays a sound from the Decepticon, and is like, we need your help. And also, here's the military doing stuff. It's but back with Shia LaBeouf. A, well, no, a couple of things. One, John Voight walks out in the most like, most like stern, serious sort of fashion John Voight can do. And I just, <laughs> I literally saw that and I forgot that John Voight was in the movie and my brain instantly out of like, had a flat. A flight or fight response. It literally was like, no, 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 not again, not again. It's like he just comes out. Also, very quick one. I don't like to, and and this isn't me sitting there just throwing shade one way or another, but like one of the characters in this hacking subplot thing involving the government, she is Australian. Yes. And uh, and like and then the and I, I I do want to beg the question and I genuinely do not know this genuinely do not know this but is there like a thing where the U.S. is like hey you have to be American or like have to be a U.S. citizen to like have access to like government documents because I don't know the whole Mike, time I was having that Mike, weird moment Michael, where I was like what Michael she's hot. This uh, is a Michael Bay movie. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. She's right. here. You're right. You're right. It's, you know what? I got egg on my face right now. It's You know what? It's just it's Occam's razor. Occam's razor, man. It's just the simplest fucking answer is the right one. It's just, yeah, she's hot. That's it. That's the only reason. It's the singular reason why they would bring someone in. Not because it works with the story. So back with Shia LaBeouf and his parents and his dog. Shia LaBeouf logs on to eBay, you know, as you do, you know, he's looking for money, trying to, you know, sell some stuff, trying to get it, you know, going out for a night on the town and feeding his dog pain pills. So Sam's getting ready to leave and he has uninteresting dialogue with his parents and, you know, cool. He gets in his car and he starts driving off. But we can't talk about that right now because we got to go back with the military guys in Qatar as they wander through the desert while Josh Duhamel's wife is just so, so fucking worried. So in- <laughs> Why does it change so fast? Why does it go? From- it goes so quickly. It, literally it really can- does. 
it pans from it pans from your country needs you to like Shia LaBeouf being Shia LaBeouf, and then it quickly pans back to the soldiers. And you're like, you're I'm getting whiplash. Just 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 going between these three people, all while like you know the the military guys are getting stalked by the evil robot Scorpion. So back with Shia LaBeouf and his friend. They go off to like some lake where Megan Fox is hanging out with Chad, Brad, and Thad wearing his best. <laughs> I'm what a suburban dad in his 50s thinks is cool in the 2000s. Oh get my up. God. Yeah. He literally looks like he's two steps away from calling someone daddy o, like and snapping <laughs> his fingers. <laughs> like it's just, it's just the most like, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> so Shia LaBeouf comes up and is like, I'm going to, you know, okay, well, this is going to be all right. So, he goes to like try to talk to this, you know, Chad, Brad, and Thad group of people, all while his friend Miles is like climbing a fucking tree. And this this one guy is just like, you know, like, oh, you're familiar. Did you try out for the football team? And we get a shitty cutaway gag. So they talk. Uh Shia LaBeouf roasts the intelligence of these high school football players while his friend's just fucking hanging on to a tree. I, I dude, his friend's got weird energy, man. His friend has the weirdest energy where it's just they're just trying to start the bus like, come on, man, let's be normal. Just chill out. Have a good time. And his friend goes, copy that. And he just randomly starts climbing a tree. And you're like, hey, bud, I don't know what planet you're fucking from, but maybe just chilling out a little bit. And also, if your buddy's getting roasted and like in a confrontation with someone, <laughs> the best idea is that I should probably hang down from the tree like it's it should definitely be like oh i gotta back my friend up but all right whatever yeah so anyways they go off in different directions and michael fox and her, her like boy toys start talking michael and, fox they're like, sorry michael Megan fox, fox michael j sorry. fox i'm thinking of it's michael j the camera, pan, the camera pans back and it's michael j fox in a skirt high heels and a tank top just hanging on his hang on this guy's just shoulder Sorry, I put my abbreviation is MF, so I guess I just kind of got a little confused there. <laughs> he, so, just, he just he just whispers, he just whispers in the guy's ear, "Doc, we got to go back to the future." <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Megan Fox and starts, you know, walking away and then Shia LaBeouf and his friend they get in his car, but Bumblebee does like the proper wingman thing and convinces Shia LaBeouf to go after her by playing Who's Gonna Ride You Home Tonight? So Shia LaBeouf ditches his friend and chases after Megan Fox and forces her to get in his car. No, she he doesn't force her. He just asks nicely for a ride. And she <laughs> says yes. So they talk and they have some like, you know, quote unquote cutesy dialogue. And, you know, Shia LaBeouf is trying to be awkward, is being awkward and, you know, kind of funny and endearing while Megan Fox is just like, I'm the hot girl. But Bumblebee takes it's, over. It's, and, <laughs> is that dude, not this what movie? Dude, no, 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 you're right. It is. It is. It's just the entire time. She is literally just the hot girl that's just dumb and mean. It's just, she's like, she she goes, oh, what's yours lame? It's like Sandra Walkie. And he's like, it's Sam Witwicky. She goes, oh, okay. Just, you're you new? And she goes, and he goes, we've known each other since first grade. Really? And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I, we, we get it. She's the popular dumb hot girl. Stop. Please. So uh, Bumblebee ends up taking over and plays sexual healing and then drives to a cliff while Shia LaBeouf does that like stuttering thing. Like, no, 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 it's, it's okay. It's okay. No, 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 no
And then Megan Fox is like, look, let me take a look at your car. So look under the hood. Of course she's a car nerd. Of course she's a car nerd. It's. And she's a hot car nerd because the camera just kind of lingers on her body and just like, wow, look at how hot she is. And Shia LaBeouf is like, damn, look at how hot she is. It's weird the whole time, the whole time. You know, it's maybe 2007, this was normal. But like as a grown ass man in the year of our Lord 2023, I'm just just left going like, what are we what are we doing? What are we doing? Let's let's, let's keep this story rolling. <laughs> so long story short, the, they get the car back up working and it's nighttime now. And the two talk outside Megan Fox's house while Lincoln Park, what I've Lincoln Park's what I've done plays on the Love radio. It. And Shia LaBeouf says, oh, yeah, there's more than meets the eye with it's, you. Come on. Cool. I'm like, I just I just sat there. I was like, God damn it. They're doing the Transformers thing. Oh, no. So, boom, after that, we, we can't hold on Shia LaBeouf anymore because we got to go to the Pentagon to see this group of, of people who are all sitting in front of monitors who spout science. But that doesn't matter because we go to Air Force One where we get more people looking at monitors and under one under one of these like airplane seats a stereo is a transformer doing mischievous things like i don't know i think they're called mini cons and Are we get they? a random really oh <laughs> all right i want to focus on the random cutaway gag we get of a george w bush reference for no other George, reason other than what, 2007. Yeah, they just, dude they just bring bush in to just give a give a quick burn and then they just shit back over it's i'm like I'm like what the fuck why is bush here why is why is w in this movie like, i'll tell you why i'm gonna tell you why it's 2007 that is true that, I mean, that's it that's, that's the only reason again again i <laughs> Again, egg on my face. I'm sorry. It's just I just I just think a little too deeply. Mike, into you're thinking movies. way too deeply about this Michael Bay movie. I need you just I to fucking... turn your brain off and just <laughs> go with the ride. Dude, I hate it. I hate it. So with this robot, it's just walking around making like scientific unga bunga noises, and this robot's able to get down into the basement where a flight attendant brought it down as a stereo. And the minicon transforms back and starts touching the computer and downloading a shit ton of information. And by like touching a monitor and making hobody he, hobody he, dude, I fucking hate it. He sounds like R2D2 as he's downloading sensitive government documents. He can't just be nefarious. He's got to be babbling. Like, come on. It's like R2D2 if he smoked crack. Dude, crack 2D2, man. Dude, it's dude, it's it's R two D two if he grew up in it's R two D two if he grew up in Baltimore. Oh my god, or Gary, Indiana. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's better. That's better. R two D two from Gary, Indiana. He's here. He's here to steal sensitive government documents and babble weirdly. So. Crag2D2 here is hacking documents for Project Iceman and is now uploading a virus into the United States like sensitive computer information thing. So back at the Pentagon, some blonde hears the noise and is like the Australian woman and is like, I think they're hacking the network. And a bunch of military people find out and the blondes like cut all the server hard lines like right now. But it's terminated just in time for the robot to see an article about Sam Witwicky's great great grandfather, Shia LaBeouf's great great grandfather, 
And then this Transformer robot just starts attacking some Secret Service agents. But the robot's able to like dodge their attacks and then transform back into a stereo and just kind of get like once Air Force One lands, it's able to like hop down like while a bunch of government officials are around the airplane it's, just fucking walks away is this is it what is it is it is it skyrim why is it just walking around and not being noticed like honest to god like it's like come on like i keep saying come on and this is going to be such a such a such an overused phrase but seriously it just it is straight up upright two legs bipedal freaking walking there's no transforming into a speaker waiting for something it's just gets up walks and i i don't get it i don't get it and then it just fucking hops in a random cop car who we find out later is a decepticon and the this like fucking crack 2d2 is like talking about how shia labeouf has seen their language through the glasses and so, like, oh, we must find Ladies Man 217, his eBay's username. And yeah, they fucking drive off. Cool. But we go, but back with Shia LaBeouf, he runs out to see his car is like fucking driving off. So, what does he do? He gives chase on, like, he grabs his bike and fucking gives chase, calling 911, where Bumblebee breaks like into some traffic yard or like some fucking warehouse area. And now he's giving chase on foot, but in the distance, he sees uh, the proper like Bumblebee like transform and rise up and I don't know, fucking shoot the bat signal up into the Dude, sky. Dude, he shoots the freaking bat signal. Like he shoots the damn bat signal. It's just, he literally just poses, shoots it and like just stands there. Like, like uh, <laughs> I could just sit there. Oh, be thinking, you son of a bitch, you did it. <laughs> like as he's as he's just proud of himself next to like next to what looks like a like a like a like a ta- like a radio tower or some shit <laughs> i thought you were about to say a radio shack for some reason <laughs> you just see, you, just see you, just see, you see three radio shack employees come out and go you want to buy an rc car or an outdated speaker <laughs> so shia labeouf does like what anyone would do if they saw this and pulls out his phone and leaves a final message for his family because, you know, he thinks he's about to die by a giant robot. But instead, the fucking hounds are released and are giving him chase now. So now Shia LaBeouf is running into some room and, like, takes the high ground. But Bumblebee is able to come in in his car form, circle Shia LaBeouf, and he's like, I don't want this. Take the key. Car is yours. I don't want any of this shit. But then he runs into a cop car, and the police get out and make him put his hands up, and I guess he's fucking arrested. But it doesn't matter because we got to go back with John Voight now, and he, <sighs> you know, the, the, like this in, like I said, this and Brad's came out the same year, and it's just baffling to me. Like it's it just is. a confusing back to back series of movies. Ooh, yeah, for real, for real. So he's walking and talking with some military guys, which he does a lot of in this movie. And the virus is like destroying their computer system. But the blonde from earlier walks into this room, and she's the analyst who detected the hack. She's like, lol, they hacked your firewall in 10 seconds and then says like complex things. She's like, well, maybe it's like a DNA based computer. And John Boyd is like, lol, you're crazy. If you can find proof, sure, maybe I'll listen. It's she literally goes, she literally sits there and just jump, jumps back in with the Michael Bay classic industry buzzwords where she goes, 
Now you need to stop thinking about about conventional conventional uh, like computing and think more in Fourier transfers and quantum mechanics. And I'm like, come on, like no, no, you cannot bust out buzzwords and then just keep moving. Shut up, shut up. Yeah, and, and oh yeah, we got to go back and see what happened with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, he's getting interrogated by some detective who's like making him take a drug test and this detective is trying to act tough and you know do the whole scared straight act but Shia LaBeouf is just like are you on drugs bro but that doesn't matter either because we got the military guys we got to go back to who we haven't seen in like I don't know 20 to 30 minutes at this point so they get ambushed by that thing from Tremors and then a battle breaks out because a giant robot scorpion almost stabs Josh Duhamel but then like the military guys get stabbed like they get stabbed by this giant scorpion and fucking run away like the little sissies they are no they're not sissies yeah, exactly. i respect the military they're, they're on this podcast there's some there's some bitches there's some bitches real 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 <laughs> servicemen don't run they face death head on listen something tells me that the military isn't necessarily like if they saw this shit they'd be like what the fuck do i do that is true. That is true. That's it's really funny that, a, that to think that a marine would do something other than just be like, "Oh, fucking shit!" No, oh, retreat, retreat. <laughs> so they end up running to this village, where like the villagers f- fucking run out with support because they got guns too. And like, uh, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, they do, dude. Rock and roll, man. That's a village I want to be a part of. It's <laughs> really ready to throw the fuck down. So. It's like this. It's a fun enough battle. Like we get Josh Duhamel like running with this kid as like every as like Tyrese Gibson's like shooting guns at this robot scorpion. They count the Josh Duhamel and this kid run into his father, and he makes the call. And we get quote unquote more humor with this like receptionist guy who's supposed to be a stereotypical telemarketer, and it's funny. See, because they cut from the battle to just a telemarketer being bored. Isn't it funny? It is. It's the movie's attempts at humor are the some of the most cringe-inducing moments. It's some of the moments where I'm just like, oh god, oh no, they thought, oh they thought they did something. Did you exhale out of your nose at least once in this movie? I don't. <laughs> I don't think I did. I don't think I did. I think. I think maybe the one moment I did was. Later on, but no, as of right now, hell no, I have not. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, Josh Duhamel was able to get in contact with the Pentagon relatively easily in the grand scheme of things over a phone, and they're able to get in contact with John Voight that sends reinforcement. And this is the line where I excelled out of my nose. It was just Tyrese Gibson saying what we're all thinking. Man, if you've if you've ever seen this shit, I'm like, I get it, man. I yeah, fucking like, get it. They're like, I understand that. I understand that. He's just like, like I am not getting paid enough for this. Just get this thing out of here, and I'm gonna go back uh, yeah. home. That, that's my favorite. The military is just like, it was like, can you go into more detail? He's like, fuck you. Bring the predator missiles and an evac. I don't give a shit. All right. So backup comes, and then they like, you know. They have a feed to show the Pentagon what's going on, and and even the Pentagon is like, what the fuck are we looking at? And we get like some military talk. The heat comes when it starts raining down on this Decepticon in form of the United States Air Force. 
but it's not enough because we need to get even more military planes and gunfire. But then after all of that, the robot scorpion drills into the ground, escapes, and the military guys are leaving. But the Hispanic guy was shot. But, you know, the troops get rescued anyways. Yay. But then we got to go back to the Pentagon. We need, we need a lull in the action here. So Maggie, the blonde, is like, look, there's only one hacker I know who can break this code and is able to – and somehow – this is this is the part that I'm like, this is the most unbelievable part of this whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. She was able to get loads of government information onto a two gigabyte Panasonic SD card. And that's just a <laughs> load of shit right there. <laughs> she just it's just it's just like it's just two page word documents that she's just loading on. And it's just hundreds of two page word documents. <laughs> it's, there are like that is the craziest thing to me. And it's like the funny thing is. It's supposed to be this trove and then mm-hmm. audio files, X, Y, under two gigabytes, which is the most fucking craziest thing I have heard. Just send your friend that shit over Discord. You'll be fine. Trust me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, you know, leak it online. It's a, It's all good. So Maggie ends up going over to this guy Glenn's house, uh, who's played by Anthony Anderson, who yells oh, at Anderson. his grandma. Sorry, I call I called him Jackson Anderson. Yeah, I was like, who the fuck is Anthony Jackson? I was like, I was trying to go through the list. I was like, well, maybe I'm missing him. Huh, oh well. Yes, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so Anthony Anderson, who yells at his grandma and whose friend or cousin plays DDR, and Maggie's like, Hey Glenn, do you want to see something classified? And he's just like, ooh, spicy color, me intrigued. Yeah, he's 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 with it. He's he's down. Like he it's him and Marty from from uh from Paul Bunyan. They're like, they're like government documentation that's classified. Ooh. <laughs> Let me just go cuddle up on a Friday night and see what we can do. <laughs> so Glenn wants to take a look and you know. He's impressed. He looks at the message like embedded in the audio and it's got things like Project Iceman, Sector 7, Captain Witwicky. But it doesn't matter because the FBI fucking breaks in as Buddy tries to run away like by hauling ass through a glass door. So they get arrested. Glenn yells at them because they say, get they say, get off my grandmama's carpet. She doesn't like anybody on her carpet, especially police, which. Fair. Oh, yeah, so, they'll, they'll get the carpet dirty. Yeah, dude, you don't want to get the fucking carpet dirty. You don't want to make grandma mad. <laughs> dude, yeah, I was like, grandma, grandma's going to have to get that steam cleaned. You know how much money that costs? But we can't worry about steam cleaning. we got to go to Shia LaBeouf because he's in his room, like, going about his day. When it's, you know, it's like the daytime, and he's, like, in the kitchen, and he looks out the, the window, and apparently his fucking car is back in the yard, and he's like, what the fuck is going on here? So he leaves his house by riding on like a like a very girly bike as the this car is chasing him, then fucking eats shit. I'm talking like there's a full oh, yeah. front flip, lands on his back on concrete right in front of Megan Fox at a Burger King who just like and Charlotte Buffalo is like, oh, hey, how's it going? I got to go by and just fucking yeah, leave. He, he, he gets up. That's the craziest thing. As someone who has eaten shit in a spectacular fashion you're not like you're not like oof ow ooh, that was a scrape you're like you're like oh my god oh my god i'm in pain oh my god like it's 
just which, just hurt. Which, if I was Megan Fox's friends, I'd want to stop and be like, "You're int- you seem interesting. Where are you coming from? <laughs> Tell me yeah, your story, exactly. Shia LaBeouf." Yeah. Yeah, you sit there and go, yeah, it's, I'm surprised her friends are so chill with it. They're like, they're like, whatever. <laughs> and that they're not going, whoa, who the hell are you, man? Why are you on a, on a bike meant for a small child? Why are you, why, why are you getting up so fast? What is that yellow car doing on the sidewalk? What? <laughs> Several questions. So, uh, yeah, Bumblebee is like still giving chase to Shia LaBeouf because he fucking rides off. But now we get a cop car that's following behind him. So Shia Buff ends up getting cornered at some like fucking homeless refugee hideout underneath a bridge. And like he's looking around, he sees a cop car, he runs up and tries to talk to it. He's explaining the situation like, hey, I've had the worst day. But then the cop car tries to run him over. And his day is about to get even worse because the cop car starts transforming. And you already knew it was a Decepticon. You know, the bad guys are the police. No, he's not. We're not going to go that like, you, hole. See, you just see, you just see one cop come out, just sit there and just Sam Witwick. He goes, I have my hands up. And he just like unloads his entire gun into him. Just go. <laughs> and he just looks at the Decepticon and goes, he was coming at me. And the Decepticon just goes like, yeah, yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> the Decepticon's back the blue. That is a fact. <laughs> Megatron comes out with a thin blue line flag on his chest. <laughs> so the cop car transforms and it's uh, the Decepticon barricade. And he starts interrogating Shia LaBeouf about his eBay page. Naturally, he's very confused. <laughs> that is, you know, okay, all right, all right. I said, I said, I exhaled. I, I said, I didn't know if I exhaled. I did exhale a teeny bit when he, when, when it, the Decepticon said in the most, in the most like burly, masculine voice, "Are you ladies, man?" Two one seven. I was like, I was like, whoa! <laughs> You're out in the man in public. Come on, have some decency. It's got to be a weird experience, just you know having this weird interaction with like what you think could be aliens. And the first thing you hear from one of them is they ask about your eBay page. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That is true. That's, that's gotta, that's gotta throw you for a loop. So Shia LaBeouf ends up running away and he like fucking accidentally clotheslines Megan Fox, who was apparently like nearby riding her fucking moped. And now she sees barricade and now she's like, what the fuck? But Bumblebee sideswipes barricade and Shia LaBeouf is just like, and uh, Shia LaBeouf like says like there's Bumblebee let's just fucking get in the car and then we get like a fucking car chase to like royalty free rock music so they end so they end up at like it's it's amazing it's like knockoff POD like literally dude it is literally like puddle of mud or POD knockoff music which is oh lord that's so bad so they end up at like some other warehouse area and are able to escape and hide, except they can't hide. So we get more battling as Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf get ejected from the car as Bumblebee transforms into his robot form. And now we get some Transformers fighting action. Also, remember, remember a little uh, uh, crack 2D2 guy? Uh, yeah, he's bike who makes like he's back who just fucking makes like Skeletor noises. <laughs> 
Everyone else has manly voices, and he's just going, me! And he's, like, in the corner scurrying around. Dude, you can see that little fucker making that noise. I can, I can, I can. He is, he he definitely gives off Skeletor vibes in terms of, like, his, like, voices. So, Bumblebee and Barricade fight. The Crack 2D2 does, like, evil robot chipmunk demonic stuff as he takes Shia LaBeouf pants, pants off while, while uh, Megan Fox looks for, like, a killer tool and like he ends up using a sawzall on the fucking crack 2D2, except it's not dead. And it found Shia LaBeouf's pants and is able to transform into Shia LaBeouf's phone as just like a head. But the battle between like a uh, Bumblebee and Barricade, like it's finally done. Bumblebee rises. It wants something. And uh, we get the exposition. Bumblebee talks through the radio. He's an alien. He transforms back into his car. Shia LaBeouf says some vaguely inspirational dialogue. And then they agree to get into the car. And they grab Sam's stuff, um, then they sit in silence, and they have some, like, you know, bonding moments where, you know, it's supposed to be, like, all, like, inspiring and hashtag deep. Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. uh, Megan Fox offends Bumblebee by saying, I don't understand if he's supposed to be a super advanced robot that he transformed into this piece of crap Camaro. So then then Bumblebee kicks him out of the car. He drives away and Bumblebee drives down to the General Motors office and went, we have a proposition for this new movie. If you give us access to General Motors vehicles, we can really turn a profit here. And then he comes back as a 2000. He comes back as a 2007, a brand new 2007 yellow Camaro. I mean, really? Like, I mean, that's that's probably how they made their money like to make this movie is just yeah, corporate these, sponsorships dude they went to they went to freaking the military they went to general motors like i wouldn't be surprised if they went to freaking burger king about that shit man they probably like, went they, they went to xbox because we get a bit about that later and we get that is true got, that is let's get a tr- evil transformers mountain dew vending machine <laughs> there we go yeah no no mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but then as they get back into the car we cut to space where something more is arriving. So Bumblebee drives into some other location as we get a montage of Transformers falling and landing on Earth. Just four meteorites falling from the sky, wreaking havoc. Some fall at a baseball stadium, at a field, behind some gas station. Michael Bay references one of his own movies because a fat yeah, guy says, uh-huh. this is easily 100 times cooler than Armageddon. We're just like... Very, very subtle. Very, very nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's very. There's no self congratulation there, bud. There's no. Very, yeah, yeah. You got off sly. So once all these montages are done, all the transformers converge onto this one location, which looks like the weirdest car meet you've ever seen without them transforming. Because we got like a fucking truck, a Camaro, a fuck, like a fucking like a semi truck, and then like what a. What is what is what is jazz? Uh, Pontiac Solstice and a it is, it is ambulance. It is a dude. It is a nightmare blunt rotation for cars and coffee meets. Like it is just you're just it's a who's who of just the weirdest cars on the planet. You have like a yellow Camaro, which you're which you're like all right, that fits a Pontiac Solstice where you're like that's confusing, but I I guess that fits. And then you've got a truck where you're like, that 100% doesn't fit. And then you have an emergency medical services vehicle, which you're like, that double doesn't fit. <laughs> and then the GMC, like, super duty truck where you're like, I guess if we're, like, out in the boonies, that would fit. <laughs> so um, we first, for the first time in this movie, we see Optimus Prime. 
And then we see the rest of them. They all transform and look down on Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. And Optimus asks Shia LaBeouf questions. And I want to stop here and just say, you know, compliments to Peter Cullen, Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime, because mm-hmm. I mean, holy shit. Like if you if you guys don't know, if you guys haven't heard the story of how he came up with the voice of Optimus Prime, it's a very touching story. And like just his voice resonates with such like leadership like and sadness it's a weird combination that's that is true that is true another prop to the movie another prop where where it's due peter cohen's definitely has a commanding voice as optimus prime he definitely does it feels like he is the leader none of the other ones feel like they could step in and be it they do a, a great job of having him sound super authoritative but very sort of I don't know, not maybe not somber, more like I guess malaise, I guess, mm-hmm. where he's kind of just like, ah, is eh, things aren't going too well, mm-hmm. but I still got to be a leader, and I, it's really cool. I do actually, I do actually appreciate that. So the, the by the way, they can talk because they learned their languages through the web, which you know is very surprising because they use absolutely zero slurs while they're talking. Exactly, so, exactly. There's no references to like, <laughs> like, like, uh, like, it's, I just, just like the idea of Iron Sides being like, this, this is more, this is more shocking than meatspin.com. <laughs> or just someone else just like, it's just like, just referencing like Mr. Hands or something. <laughs> so our Autobots, Jazz, Ironhide, Ratchet, Bumblebee, and Optimus Prime. So, we get some exposition. They're here to look for the all spark, which they must do before Megatron. And uh, yeah, the war between Autobots and Decepticons destroyed Cybertron. And uh, yeah, Shia LaBeouf's grand, great-great-grandfather discovered Megatron in the ice. And we get a flashback of this happening where ice cracks. His great-great-grandfather falls into a cavern where he finds a frozen Megatron before he could retrieve the cube. But old Grandpappy accidentally activated Megatron's navigational system, <laughs> which embedded the location. Happens of the to all of us. Happens to all of us. It's okay, man. Like we, we've all been there, man. It's it's all. It's good. Butterfingers, am I right? <laughs> so apparently, Megatron can't find the All Spark or the glasses because if they do, he'll unleash an army of Transformers. So they're like, look, we need those glasses. So then we, of course, cut back to. The blonde Maggie and Glenn, who are getting in a fucking interrogation room. So Glenn's like, look, don't worry. I got this. I ate a whole plate of donuts. Let's do this. The interrogators walk in, say nothing, flop some documents down. And then Glenn fucking rats out Maggie. Like, yeah, cool. But Maggie's like, look, whoever hacked into the system downloaded some documents. Okay, we gotta go back to the, we gotta go back to old Shia yeah, Buff exactly. now. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. We can't spend too much time thinking about it. We gotta keep going. Yeah, and with this scene, like Shia LaBeouf runs up to the house and like encounters his dad, and we get like some like weird comedy. Like this is the first time we're seeing the the Autobots, and we get Optimus Prime who doesn't know anything about subtlety and Transformers getting into shenanigans, and Optimus Prime trying to hustle Shia LaBeouf and his like I don't know. It, this is just this is probably like my least favorite scene of the whole movie. Because it kind of like they make the Autobots the first time you're seeing them into a joke, you know, that's that, that's that's the thing is like, I feel like I feel like the, this scene obviously wasn't my favorite scene, but in a really odd way, 
I could see where they were trying to go with the scene. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if the scene was put later in the movie, it would be better. Mm-hmm. Because if they made this, because if exactly, this is the first time you're seeing the Autobots outside of the introduction. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of important if you're doing an action movie, I feel, I feel like, to sit there and go, no, they're badasses. You, you establish that they kick ass and take names. And then you can sit there and go, but they're also wacky and down to earth. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, cool. I feel like this movie, this actual scene doesn't piss me off. It's just like, it's, it just is placed really poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the better way to put it because we get some comedy. Here's what we do. Megan Fox is brought up to Shia LaBeouf's room and they look for the glasses and then the power goes out because Ratchet falls over some power lines and Optimus Prime tries to hide and they all transform into tr- into their vehicles in the yard. That's not where they're supposed to be. And then his parents come up and, you know, Shia LaBeouf opens the door and the mom was just like, were you masturbating? And we get some comedy and Megan Fox reveals herself and, Sh- and Shia LaBeouf's dad looks at her and is just like, lol, nice son. Yeah, yeah, they do fist bump. And then, oh yeah, by the way, the glasses, they were just downstairs in the backpack this whole time. It's, that's the thing, is like, oh, I, like, I was half hoping that they would be like, oh my god, where are the glasses? Oh no, the the phone thing took it from me. And like, th- then you could sit there and just go, okay, so now they got to chase down the little, the little, was it microcon or whatever? Mini crack con? Dude, crack 2D2. Yeah, Crack 2D2. They got to chase down Crack 2D2. But instead, they kind of just go, oh, whoops, misplaced it. Like, you're like, oh, come on. You're like, that was, no, it was teed up. Like, it was teed up and waiting for you to just knock it. Like, but all right. Yeah, you, you could have just fucking cut this, this bit. But I mean, I guess we need to get them back to the house somehow because outside a bunch of black cars drive up and John Turturro is also here playing a government agent. I, John Turturro is such a good actor. I like, and I saw him and I went, no, no, no. You're not supposed to be in this movie. <laughs> go, go, be in a good, go be in a good show or something. Just please. Go so, back to the wire. Please just do do do, do something <laughs> other than this. Exactly. So the government agents they just knock on the door and then open it and just make themselves at home while the parents are yelling at them and they're like, "Oh yeah, we want to take Shia LaBeouf with us." And you know, they get like a radioactive reading, which is enough to cause John Turturro to arrest Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. And then so now they're out driving with just this gaggle of government people. <clears throat> And John Turturro plays a video that Shia LaBeouf recorded from earlier. And, you know, he's like John Turturro was like, what do you mean your car transformed? And Shia LaBeouf does like the fast talking thing. And then we get some more exposition about how Megan Fox's dad is being up for parole. And yeah, one of the reasons she knows about cars so much is because her dad stole them a lot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They just... They drop this development on us and just be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Oh, you know why she knows so much about cars? Because she stole them. And then the the thing is, is 
It, the movie already dropped that on me, and I'm not super happy that they did. I would have mm-hmm. rather had them like lead in and be like, "Oh, why do you blah blah blah?" And then there's, I would have, I would have liked for there to be a lead in rather than just a BT dub. She steals cars, and but that aside, Shia LaBeouf's reaction to it is, "Oh, <clears throat> I thought I knew you, but it looks like I don't." And then he like huffs and puffs and turns away, and I'm like wait what i mean why? I, I mean it's like it seems like they've only really gotten to know each other over the course of like this night you know it feels like 24 hours i'm like why are you passing judgment so harshly like you could you've known each other for like a day or two you could just stop talking to them if you if you really feel that harshly so dumb plot point aside the geiger counter starts going off and Optimus Prime just comes out of nowhere, picks up the car, and like rips the top off. And Shia Buff is like, "Oh, all right, yeah, you guys are in trouble now. Meet my buddy Optimus Prime." And yeah, they take the the Autobots like take all like this fucking like twenty government guys' guns. And John Turturro is just like, "Look, hi, nice to meet you, Mister Alien. I can't communicate with you. It's protocol." And, you know, while this is all going on, Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf have some moments to have some emotional dialogue. And they ask questions, but, you know, it's something about Sector 7 and Bumblebee takes a piss on John Turturro. That's the comedy. So they take this handcuffs, like they handcuff all the government guys and make John Turturro strip down into his underwear and Mm -hmm. commit a shit ton of felonies. Yeah, exactly. It's it's they they try and turn it around and be like, ha ha ha! It's now shoes on the other foot. And again, this is a product of just I probably just me being me, but like I just saw that and I was just like, damn! Well, they've really just turned their like misdemeanor, come on downtown night into like a oh you're gonna be in jail for a minimum of six years like trip. Dude, that this 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 is. Uh- I mean, with the amount of people they've handcuffed, that's at least life in prison. Yes, yeah, like they're not only that, but they're also publicly humiliating a government official, which is again also feels pretty like bad. But it's but it's going to go bad for Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox because one of the guys had uh, this encounter on speaker, and yeah, alerted the government. So the government's like now on its way to take down the Autobots. So the Transformers transform into cars and drive away except Optimus who just fucking picks up Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox who just sits them on his shoulder like they're a parrot and just starts fucking running down the L.A. River. Exactly. I I guess it's the L.A. River. No, that is the L.A. River. That's the L.A. River. It's just just a whole slab of concrete (laughs) with just a single like strip of river going down. Yeah, it's yeah. So it's a manhunt where Optimus Prime is just running down the L.A. River. A bunch of helicopters are flying way too fucking low to the ground. And he, Optimus tries to hide under a bridge while Bumblebee drives on the bank of the L.A. River. But then Megan Fox is almost dropped and now both of them fall. But Bumblebee is able to dive and catch Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. And the glasses just kind of land really nicely on the riverbank of concrete. Logic. It's and, and they don't it. break or anything. They just kind of go one, two, three, and it, 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 that part. I was like, uh, "Wow, okay, all right." It's they couldn't have had someone catch them because then I could suspend belief a little bit more. But they just fall. 
I mean, to be fair, these are also like hundreds of years old glasses. Like if they weren't, if they didn't break when Megatron touched them, they're not going to break by a little, you know, drop on the L.A. River. That I yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> but then the government's able to come and take control of Bumblebee with ease. And then the rest of the government guys come back and arrest Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. Bumblebee isn't fighting back. And, you know, he makes it known as you do in 2023. And it's all sad. <laughs> But Shia LaBeouf, you know, he he ends up getting arrested and John Turturro talks some shit as they walk away. But then later, the rest of the Autobots are like, are we not going to do anything? And Optimus Prime is like, there's no way to free Bumblebee without harming the, hu- the humans. But it's not all lost because they found the glasses. Cool. So John Voight... <laughs> Let's go back yeah, to him the, now. Dope. Yeah, dope. Dope. Fuck that. We're taught we need to get back to John Voight. <laughs> and he's doing more walking and talking, but then he's stopped by this guy, Tom, with Sector 7. And John Voight's like, yo, I'm a little busy. I <laughs> new no- guy. This, this new man. This, this person new, who we have not met before. Just new, new rolls guy with a mustache. That's his character. So he does more Literally. walking and talking until he's you know, and John Boy's like, yo, I'm a little busy, but then all their computers go down. And apparently this blackout's global. No networks. That's the real apocalypse. And Tom is like, <laughs> are you going to listen to me now? I, like, I loved it. I love the guy. John Boyd's like, Joe, John Boyd's like, how much, how much would you bet on, on you being right? And the guy goes, I'd bet my ridiculous government salary. And I'm like, oh yeah, that really healthy big government salary, that real, real nice chunk of change you're raking in working for the federal government. <laughs> like, uh-huh. So this guy, Tom, later goes on to give some exposition about Sector 7 and the Mars landing, which shows like a Transformer attacking the Mars rover. Some QAnon shit. I mean, pretty much. It's like, like it's literally like, it's the same pause, like it's in the Patterson footage, where it's like some some QAnon thing on like, on like super, super America Eagle dot gun or some shit like that. <laughs> dot gun. <laughs> Dude, you know those like Facebook websites that your that your that your crazy crazy uncle just forwards you occasionally. So John Voight's like, okay, listen, I'm gonna go tell he goes to tell all of his government people an attack is coming, bring back the military ASAP. So they do that. They bring our military guys and Josh Duhamel. They have to go with the government now. But over with blonde Maggie, John Voight comes in and like talks to her and like she is like, okay, you're going to be my advisor. And Glenn, she, he's going to be your advisor. And now we just fucking go to the Hoover Dam. <laughs> just, just, yep, now we got to go to the Hoover Dam. This just hasn't been brought up yet. And yeah, all of our characters, Shia LaBeouf, Megan Fox, Maggie, Glenn, all Ryan are transported to the Hoover Dam and Bumblebee as well. So the rest of the Autobots are like looking at the glasses, which show a code which says the all spark is nearby and the Decepticons are near as well, but they're going to go rescue Bumblebee and Optimus, despite them torturing Bumblebee says, I see good things in the human race. And the only way to end this war is to destroy the cube. If that doesn't work, I'll put it to my chest and kill myself. Also the little uh, crack two D two is at the Hoover dam and he falls down. Cool. Slapstick comedy. Hilarious. Ha ha. How funny. I am. I am laughing so hard right now. God fucking damn it. Stupid fucking. So with Shia LaBeouf and the gang, like 
Jonta, like they all talk aggressively and Tom comes up and is like, look, we need to know everything you know. But Shia LaBeouf is like, look, I'll tell you everything, but I need my parents, her juvie record gone and, you know, lists off a bunch of other things. So later within the Hoover Dam, we get John Voight and the military guys. They see a, a frozen Megatron, which <laughs> come come here. If, if anyone's listening to this in the future and we've discovered like either aliens or like a giant frozen robot, do not unfreeze the giant robot. I, I love that. I love that. It's this. They're just like, they're like, yeah, just keep keeping them on ice since 1913. And I just, I was like, really? Hot damn. Okay. Shit. Like, damn. All right. Why did we bring him out of the Arctic Circle? I feel like the Arctic Circle is a generally colder place to keep him. Like, I don't want to be a dick here, but. Maybe that's a smarter location. <laughs> so Shia LaBeouf is like, oh, yeah, that's Megatron. He's a leader of the Decepticons. And basically all the tech, like we get exposition here where all the technological things that have been made in the world can be thanks to Megatron. They mentioned cars. They're like cars. Like they mentioned basic stuff like cars, microchips, uh, Flight satellites all came from Megatron. And I'm like, you mean to tell me that the motor vehicle came from Megatron? All right, all right. That's Dude, fine. I, I, I see nothing wrong with this. What are you what are you talking about, Michael? Of course it this, was from this Megatron. Is the, this is the same shit as when someone tells me when someone tells me like he tells me that like a chicken's closest that that uh like a, a T-Rex's closest relative is a chicken. I'm like I'm like you're uh, yeah, okay, fine. Sure, you're correct. No doubt about it. I'm not telling you that you're incorrect. What the fuck? Really? Damn, that's a letdown. Okay, shit. <laughs> so, Shalom was like, "Listen, he's here for the all spark. He's a harbinger of death. Transform he wants to transform human technology to attack us." Wait a second. You want to know where the AllSpark is. And they're like, ah, oh, shit, you got us. So they take him deeper into the Hoover Dam where they see the AllSpark, the fucking get the fucking giant GameCube. And like people are just like working on it. Exposition, exposition. The Hoover Dam was actually built to hide the AllSpark and Megatron, which I believe is like the actual truth. You can't tell me otherwise, Biden. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the the libs are lying to you. Wake up, America. The Messed Up at Midnight podcast is the only source of truth. No Don't one listen. else. No side. You need to listen to us. We will only give you the truth. Absolutely. So the little robot from before gets like regenerated by the cube. And like it's been like he reports it back to the rest of the Decepticons. Starscream. Barricade. Devastator. Bone Crusher, Blackout. I could probably go just list off a bunch of other just random fucking names and you would you guys wouldn't be the wiser. But yeah, yeah. all the Decepticons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the Decepticons. All of them. All of the ones I knew other than Starscream. <laughs> so they go to some science room with claw marks on the wall and like they're like, you guys want to see something? So they give the military guy uh, Glenn's phone and they put it in like this box that routes the cube's energy into the box to create like a little fucking mini Decepticon that shoots bullets, rockets, and then is eventually killed by John Turturro via like electric shock. From a Nokia. 
I mean, I kind of want to see what would happen like if an if we got like an Android and an iPhone and just turn them into like little mini robots and just see what happens. Oh my god, have them kill, have them kill each other? Like yeah, that'd just, be just, badass. Just see what happens. There's yeah, an just opportunity see. the government's missing here. I don't understand what's so hard to think about it. Robot fights. Eat like like it like like go to hell with all of the uh what is it? I forget what the thing battle bots. Battle, battle bots, bots can go so to hell. Cool. I want to watch Battlebots is cool. Battlebots is so cool. No, but we we just got to bring in freaking like two robots beating the snot out of each other. <laughs> so outside, the Decepticons arrive at Hoover Dam and start just fucking attacking. And now all and inside, all hell is breaking loose. Like all our main characters are out to the Megatron chamber while the Autobots are on the way. But the little Minicon Decepticon goes onto the computer and does science and now just starts unfreezing Megatron. So with our main characters, the military is just like loading up on weapons and shit. But Shabba was like, I want to see Bumblebee. And John Turturro was like, no, it's classified. But Josh Duhamel and his guys are just like, the fuck it is now and points their guns at John Turturro. And John Boyd is like, listen, just, 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 just listen to him. So they just fucking go to Bumblebee now. Uh, and the ch- it's, and like and all- <laughs> it's like all right sure shit I, mean, I love that I love that they give up so fast like Joshua Hamill just points a gun and goes do it and then like everyone's like okay like sure yeah why not actually yeah you know what let's uh, sure if you got to twist my arm a little bit I guess like oh god <laughs> so they go to Bumblebee uh, the cha- they go to the, that chamber where they stop the workers from freezing him. You know, he's okay. Shia LaBeouf tells Bumblebee, like, the cube's at the dam. The Decepticons are on the way where, like, you know, you know, where all, where, um, and by the way, Bumblebee points all his guns at the humans. Like, he's like, huh, the fuck, guys. So they end up going to this all spark where Bumblebee finds it and is just like, whoa, and then touches it and it just fucking starts shrinking down into, like, the size of, like, an actual GameCube that, you know, Shia LaBeouf can carry now. Bumblebee turns and just says, who wants to 1v1 me on Final Destination in Super Smash Brothers? <laughs> I feel I feel like no, I feel like I feel like Bumblebee would be like a I don't know. He feels like a oh. Kirby main. Yeah, like I, yeah, absolutely. Shadow kind of gives me Marth main vibes. Oh, yeah, he feels annoying. Yeah, he feels <laughs> like he'd be annoying. So, Josh Duhamel like he sees the tiny cube and he's like you know where that belongs? You know, this object that a bunch of evil giant robots are trying to get to? Let's bring it to a very densely populated city in like downtown I LA. Love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's the that's that military know-how that we civ- civilians don't don't get. He's like, it is this thing that's powerful and capable of shaping planets and warping technology to its whim. Let's put it right near a bunch of technology and innocent civilians. So Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox get in Bumblebee and start driving off. And with Megatron, he's unfreezing. He's come back to life. So he starts being all evil bad guy and starts ruining the machines around him. So all the good guys leave the the Hoover Dam while Megatron is just able to fly out with ease. But John DeTuro, Glenn, and Maggie, they actually don't leave the Hoover Dam. They find a radio but don't have a mic. They're trying to like get in contact and deliver Morse code. Um, except it's not okay because like fucking crack two D two starts attacking the group and trying to break in, mm-hmm. but it's okay because yep. we got John Voigt with a gun and John Tatura with a fucking flamethrower. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some- absolutely. And then we go to some fucking highway where all the Autobots, like they intercept each other and start driving, but then they get attacked 
by the Decepticons. And I think it's Bone Crusher who transforms and starts attacking all of the cars on this highway. And Optimus transforms and starts fighting. It's a big action scene with some really impressive CGI. This is the scene that I was talking about where Bone Crusher is like fucking going down the highway and sideswipes a bus where the bus actually fucking breaks and they just put the Decepticon in with CGI. Like it looks, it looks really good. Even like, you know, frighteningly almost 20 years later. No, it is again, again, this scene on the highway and the big final shootout in the city, genuinely well done. They're Mm -hmm. genuinely well done. And that's, I'm saying that about transformers. So when I say it's well done, like, like, yeah, no, it holds up and it's admittedly decent. It's like, it even looks better than some of the stuff released today. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. I would put, like, some of the effects in here. I hate saying this because I know, that, I know, especially, like, with Marvel movies, they're definitely overworked. I put it over the new Doctor Strange movie. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. All right. That's... That's high praise, man. I have not seen the new Doctor Strange, but to to be fair, the new Doctor Strange, some of it looks absolutely atrocious. Oh, yeah, I I believe that. I do believe that. I believe that. So, by the way, back with Maggie and John Voight, they're able to kill Crack 2D2 because he accidentally killed himself. The Air Force is on its way. That's the last we ever see of them. Ye fucking haw. So the military just fucking arrives in this city which still, why the fuck did they go to a city? And Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox just stand in the middle of this city. The military lets this green smoke go to signify where they are, where they're going to do like the cube handoff. But it's no good because the plane, the jet that's actually hanging low is Starscream. And to protect themselves, Bumblebee and Ironhide hide behind like, I don't know, a fucking Furby bus. We get explosions, Starscream attacks. Bodies, debris are scattered. Bumblebee is hurt. He's now missing his legs. Shia LaBeouf, doesn't cry, but he's very concerned. He's he's distressed. He is distressed. But they can't be distracted with that because they got a tank shooting at them and attacking Devastator. the military. Got de- motherfucking devastator. Hell yeah! <laughs> and Shia LaBeouf just goes to sit by Bumblebee while Megan Fox runs off to go somewhere. And <laughs> she's 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 off to run off the studio lot to go film go film a superior movie. <laughs> So Bumblebee gives Shia LaBeouf the cube, which is a very big responsibility to give to a teenage boy. I don't, yeah, exactly. He's supposed to be like 17 in this movie or something like 17 or 18. And they just go, they just go, all right, kiddo, why don't you run yourself through this active war zone onto at the top of a skyscraper for a handoff? <laughs> So we get some more action of Ironhide fucking rocket jumping over some hot chick, which Again, this looks pretty fucking cool. And the nice combination of the shadow going across her face really sells the idea of Ironhide fucking leaping over her. And then, like, they attack this tank just for Jazz to sneak in for his attack. Like, it's a slow-mo, act, like, robot action. Like, it seems like this when I had to look up how long it took for this movie to render out its effects. And I actually mm-hmm. got it here where I think it said it took 30, either 38 or 34 hours to render out one frame. 38? Yeah. Yep. 
Oh my god. Oh no. Dude, that's why these VFX people, CGI people, mm-hmm. unsung heroes, man. Unsung <laughs> heroes. Like for real. Like, really. It is a day. Like if I had to wait like almost like a day and a half mm-hmm. for one damn frame, I would go ballistic. <laughs> and for the for those who don't know, there are tw- there are 24 frames in one second. Let Damn. that let, let 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 that let that sink in. But no, we can't we can't talk about render times. We got to go back with Megan Fox as she uses those juvie skills uh, skills for good use and starts to hotwire a car. <laughs> you said okay. I know you said juvie skills as in, as in like juvenile detention centers, <laughs> but I was thinking juvie like the like the like the energy drink. And oh I was God. just like I just it was like the idea of Megan Fox just comes out of nowhere with a fucking pink juvie and just like chugs it, and she's like suddenly a badass. Like yeah, she can Popeye. fucking take on Megan. She can fucking take on Megatron now, dude. Oh my god, you see, she just like, you see her just like, just like go full Akira, where she's like climbing a building and like fighting Megatron. So Megatron now actually finally arrives and starts doing in all the Autobots, but then Megan Fox arrives like dri- like driving a motherfucking tow truck, and Megatron rips Jazz in half, and. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox are now hooking up Bumblebee to this uh, tow truck they have. And Josh Duhamel goes up to Shia LaBeouf, gives him a mission like, hey, go to this building. You got to take this, hand it off to the military. And he's like, and Shia LaBeouf's like, uh, I don't know. No, 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 no. And he's, and the, but then Josh Duhamel's like, you're a soldier now. Do you understand me? You are in war. But he's got backup, Shia LaBeouf, in form of Ratchet and Ironhide. So Hell yeah. Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, they have this emotional moment. And Shia LaBeouf just starts fucking hauling ass to this building on foot, on foot, you know. Which I'm kind of like, can't Ironhide just transform into a truck and drive him there? But you know that. that that's oh, God, oh, thank you so much. Okay, a couple. This this is a couple like problems I had during this whole time. One, could one of them not transform into a truck and just sort of speed through it? Two, could one of them not hold Sam Witwicky? And go into a full sprint because I feel like a massive fuck off robot mm-hmm. would be would be so much stronger, so much better than a a seventeen year old with a real good knack for a hundred meter dashes. <laughs> like it's it just I don't know. And also like couldn't one of the guys like cl- like do a one handed sort of like leaping climb sort of thing up a building? I don't know. It feels just, like this is just the worst possible way to do this handoff. Now, he, now here's what Ironhide do, does: he fucking picks up Shia LaBeouf and just fucking shot puts him just like to the close <laughs> to a building. It's, it's, it's he he like looks for the Apache helicopter, leans back, and fucking Tom Brady spirals him. <laughs> he turns Sam Witwicky into a damn paste against the side against the inside of the Apache helicopter, and you just see the co-pilot just lean in and just go. Well, I mean, we technically have the AllSpark, so let's get out of here. But now Optimus Prime arrives and takes on Megatron. They throw hands, destroy some buildings, probably kill some people along the way, share some nasty words, and Prime gets launched into a building 
while Shia LaBeouf was like fucking sprinting through, I don't know, Times Square, LA or Detroit. I don't fucking know what city it is holding an oversized GameCube, but is cornered by Starscream who takes out Ironhide and Ratchet. But now Megatron's Megatron's after him. And Shia LaBeouf <laughs> falls on the ground. The cube activates, making some Transformers out of like an Xbox and like a Mountain Dew vending machine that start attacking people. More product placement, baby. More product uh, placement. We got to pay for this movie. You know, I mean, that's all it is. So Shia LaBeouf's able to make it to this building. Megatron runs through some glass, like hunt down Shia LaBeouf while he sprints up this staircase. But Megan Fox is now driving while pulling Bumblebee and starts having a panic attack. And it's looking hopeless for everyone. But Megan Fox is just like, fuck it. And starts playing some more royalty-free POD-esque music as <laughs> Megan Fox is like, I'll drive. You shoot. You shoot. And she just starts burning rubber as she's dragging Bumblebee as he's shooting robots. He's able to take down Decepticons attacking the military guys. Back I with Shia. swear to God. Back with Shia LaBeouf. It's just, this, it's just this so dumb. Is just- it's you so, see, it's so great. It's so damn dumb. Like the entire time, it's just, it's just. This must be this badass scene. But like, I literally rolled my eyes so hard, like they they hit the back of my head, because it's just, it's literally. You just hear this hard, hard rock lick start playing, and then it's just, then it's just them going through the city as Bumblebee's picking people off. It's just nuts. It's just nuts, man. So Shia LaBeouf's able to make it to the top of this building, activates this flare that the military guys gave him. So he's about to hand off the cube to the helicopter, but Starscream, I, I think, shoots him down. But like, but uh, Shia LaBeouf still has the cube, and like now he's like trying to figure out, okay, well, what the fuck do I do now? But Optimus is running to the rescue as Shia LaBeouf just stands on the edge of this building as he's about to get done in by Megatron, and Megatron's now inching closer. Shia Buff is like, fuck you, Megatron. And then Shia Buff gets knocked off this building and like swan dives down to the ground. But Optimus Prime is able to catch him and slide down the building and land on the city below. And Shia Buff is just fine and okay. Yeah, there's no, he doesn't get hit in the head by the giant marble statue that was that 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 was like falling on top of him. He doesn't feel any impact from gravity. It's just, he's all good. He's bro, all good in this hood. Bro, fuck your physics. We got Optimus Prime. We got fucking giant robots. Don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Optimus is like to have his moment with Sam. Where, sorry, Shia LaBeouf. Where he's like, you risked your life to protect the cube. If I can't beat Megatron, push the cube into my chest. I will sacrifice myself. And we get one last big battle between Megatron and Optimus Prime. I mean, it's a good fight scene. Like, it really is. What, what the fuck can I say? Mm-hmm. So with the military guys, another Decepticon comes down and is about to sneak behind and kill Optimus. But Josh Duhamel takes a motorcycle. Tyrese Gibson marks the Decepticon with this fucking laser that the Air Force can see and starts like attacking them. The Air Force comes in, shoots down the Decepticon while Josh Duhamel slides in on a rad trick on his motorcycle. And uh, yeah cool back with optimus and megatron the air force like <laughs> yeah yeah that was badass and shout out to the military back to fucking megatron and optimus prime the important bit the air force regain their composure after getting attacked by starscream and start fucking firing away at megatron but megatron ends up quartering um shia labeouf and optimus wants him to destroy the cube 
But Shia LaBeouf says, nah, fuck you, Optimus. I'm going to take this cube and push it into Megatron's chest, killing him instead. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's ba- that's basically the end of our battle here. Uh, Megatron's done that's in by fucking a- Shia LaBeouf, which, you know, I'm sure he can. That's the actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. He fucking the, eats Megatron. Dude, he starts... I just like... One... That was a gamble. Can we say that? That was a gamble that that Shia LaBeouf did, where he just grabs the AllSpark and is just like, you said you'd die if you got it. So, transitive property. And he just jams it in. Even when the entire time, Optimus Prime is like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. 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 He just does it anyways, which... I'm, I, if I was Optimus, I'd have been like, "Hey, great job, first and foremost. Credit where credit's due. Second off, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's it's just it feels like such a dangerous thing to do." But all right. So now that the battle's done, moment of silence. Optimus Prime is like, "I owe you my life, Shia LaBeouf. We are in your debt." And all the Transformers come back with Bumblebee and Megan Fox as well, and a torn in half of Jazz. Oh, yeah, and uh, Bumblebee can talk now. I guess his voice box works now, which, by the way, gets immediately done in in the sequel. So, hell yeah. uh, Some exposition here. John Voight says Sector 7 has been officially terminated and Megatron's dropped to the deepest point of the ocean. And we have a montage and an Optimus Prime speech to what I've done by Linkin Park while Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox make out on top of Bumblebee a sentient being while the That's, other Autobots watch. Dude, I, oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. It ends to what I've done by Lincoln Park with all of the Autobots pointed towards Bumblebee. They're all facing towards Bumblebee. And Shia LaBeouf and Mega Fox are making out on Bumblebee. It's That is literally the equivalent of you and your and your significant other making out while like four of your homies are just standing there just watching and just being like, nah, man, you're good. You're good. Do your thing. Do your thing. It's all good. Like, Give an encouragement. Give an encouragement. Yeah, they're just they're just there. Like it's 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 such a weird thing when you think about it. <laughs> so yeah, dude, I mean, I mean, what a what a way to end it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, there's no other way that could have ended. It had to have ended with what I've done by Linkin Park. Like, it's a 2007 movie. So, Mike, uh, I, I got to ask you, what after going through this movie again, what are your final thoughts? <sighs> there are parts of this movie that now that I'm like can look at it from a different viewpoint, have some merit. Mm-hmm. There are certain points that I can go and say, yeah, that seemed like a very interesting thing. Like uh, they really did X well, but they did Y poorly. But it still is something that I don't know if I want to go back on. I think I'm okay sitting there making my Sam Witwicky meme mm-hmm. references and just like making jokes at like. Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf and how they're both just just some wild ass actors like god damn (laughs) but uh, 
Yeah, I think this movie's better left uh, le- left buried, I guess is a good way to say it. I don't know if I would say bury it. I mean, if you're if you're going to watch it. Oh, uh, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe not bury it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, uh, that you know what? Yeah, if we're to if we're to put it in the list, I would probably say this is number three. Number three, because number mm-hmm. one and two are ridiculous but good. Number three is I'm pretty three sheets to the wind, but hey, kick-ass robots killing each other. Yeah, I mean, and we get that. And I mean, I guess what I gotta say is I'd be lying if I said that like nostalgia doesn't paint this movie in a different light than it does. I mean, like you've heard me say throughout this review, the CGI in this movie is absolutely amazing. Like, tell me the CGI battles just don't like fucking titillate your eye holes. And it's like the relationship between Bumblebee and Sandwich Wiki at its core. It's a meme. We get the whole Optimus and no, 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 no thing. But it's like the anchor of our story. The comedy, though, it's not funny. The government walking and talking is not needed. It's the most boring exposition based sections of this movie. The shit ton of military guys could work. I mean, look at what they did with the Bumblebee movie. We had John Cena in that one, but here it just felt so uninteresting. And the parents are just awful. Megan Fox is playing the hot girl. And also I fucking forgot about the Maggie and Glenn subplot, which, you know, why the fuck are they here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like the film takes a little while to get going. There's so much that could get, that should have gotten cut. Um, do I care about any of the characters during the final battle? Not really. The movie doesn't set me set it, uh, anything up for me to care about them, except for maybe Shia LaBeouf and Bumblebee. But you know, watching the behind the scenes of them filming this battle and some of the other military battles, seeing that it's not a whole lot of green screen usage, like that did make me happy. I think this is yeah. a perfect balance between CGI and practical effects, the explosions, the people running, they're actually there. They feel real. It's not some like plain boring look that we've all seen in a phase four Marvel movie. And you know, yeah, I, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but they don't film action like they did in the transformers movies anymore. That's that's dude. That is a crazy ass sentence, but I do agree. I mm-hmm. do agree. The way that they do the action, the way that they actually gave a shit about the CGI, which again, it feels foul that that's coming out of my mouth regarding the Transformers movie. But mm-hmm. it is like it's it is. It's just they cared. They mm-hmm. they at least cared about the CGI and the and the kick ass kick assery of like mm-hmm. the fights, which re- which resulted in really well done CGI and practical effects. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, dude, I think I think that sums up Transformers about it about as well as you could. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. So, guys, I mean, I guess that's just going to wrap up this episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Follow us Instagram, Twitter, social media. You guys know the deal, and you know, stay up to date with what we got going on. Mike, do you have do you have any do you have any parting words you want to give to everyone? Sam Witwicky, we must stop Megatron from taking back our capital in January 6th. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. Because we made the fucking, because we did the thin blue line thing. Oh, I, God. I thought that would, I thought that would be a good tie-in. Oh, well, now I'm never going to get the idea of a, of a Optimus Prime as a back the blue, uh, 
type or Megatron, Megatron, or Megatron. A, a blue. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's a that's a weird image now. All right, guys, we'll we'll see y'all next week. See you next week, everybody.